From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas here on the Lighthouse Live International Podca- Podcasting Network. With us tonight, Easy of course. For you uh, to say. I know. <laughs> yeah, with us tonight are our producer and co-host Elaine Harlan, and of course our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl Al Ramsey here. And tonight. Tonight. The doctor is in. He we is. love these Yay. visits. Dr. Jim Henman uh, with us and, and also a special guest in studio with us tonight. Mm-hmm. One of our, one of our favorite partners yes. in serving the community is the University of Phoenix. And uh, Ashley is with us tonight and, uh, she's, uh, new with us here at ABC and, and uh, is going to be volunteering and helping, um, uh, serve the community. So Ashley, welcome aboard. Great to have you, uh, with us, uh, this evening. Well, uh, let's, uh, get right into it and check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. It's 111 AD. Before he is thrown to the lions, Ignatius prays, Father, make us more like Jesus. Help us bear difficulty, pain, disappointment, and sorrow, knowing that in your perfect working and design, you can use such bitter experiences to mold our characters and make us more like our Lord. We look with hope to the day when we will be completely like Christ because we will see him as he is. History doesn't tell us who Ignatius is talking about when he uses the terms us and we, but I think he's talking about me and you. Father, make us more like Jesus should be our daily prayer. For the latest news from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.net. And that's a lifetime pursuit, isn't it, Jim? We never get it perfectly. No, and and the neat thing is that God doesn't expect us to execute that perfectly. No, it's not him that expects it. It's often we expect it and put that onto him and then feel crushed when we can't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. More nuggets of wisdom coming up in a couple of minutes as uh, we uh, visit with Dr. Jim Hinn. And just a couple of reminders on calendar items coming up. On uh, October 31st, we have the privilege of uh, joining our brothers and sisters at the Greater True Light Baptist Church in Modesto. That's on uh, Harris Road, just off of Paradise. Now, that's 
Paradise Road, not, you know, Paradise right. in, in the other world there. West side yeah. of Modesto. Right, that right, west side of Modesto. Ex- exactly, yeah. And uh, Vilton, as one of our favorite people, Vilton Johnson over there, and, and Carl Bryant, uh, local pastors. And it's just a, and it's a romping good time. In it fact, truly uh, is. we are going to have a, a potluck. Uh, right after that, and uh, it'll be just a great time. So if, if you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us again. That's on uh, October 31st, 10.30 in the morning at Greater True Light Baptist Church. And be happy to give, uh, Lane would be happy to give you directions if you want to call. Uh, trust us, you might to... wind up in Montana somewhere. <laughs> you don't want that. Uh, However, we did get... The doctor here today. Yeah, we got the doctor here. Through a phone call. So that that was a good thing. And also coming up uh, the next weekend on November 6th, Saturday, November Mm -hmm. 6th, the first annual Advancing Vibrant Communities Volunteers in Vogue Mm. Fashion Show fundraiser. And we've never done this before, but it will uh, be a fun fundraiser. It'll be a fun fundraiser. You say that ten times real quick. See what happens. It's one of those radio that. tests that yeah. you do. Uh, and uh, one of our board members, Lee Oki, is, uh, is spearheading this for us, and it'll be a great time. In fact, uh, our our chairman of the board, Dr. Robert Chin, will be one of the models. You and, won't be, uh, but he will be. I will not be because be we want it to be a fun time it's for uh, for fun. everyone, and and uh, it'll be a great yes, time, it and uh, it'll be featuring mm-hmm. uh, fashions from local places uh, like Rebels and uh, Vitos, yes. uh, formal wear, and uh, so it'll be a great time. Uh, the tickets are twenty five dollars a person. There will also be a silent auction there as well. Some great stuff. There's a mm-hmm. a foursome that can be bidded upon at yes. Diablo Grande, yes. right? And, and uh, some exactly. other some other great things. If you'd like more information about that, give us a call, 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571, and be happy to give you more information on that. I was just thinking, Jim, I, I do that occasionally just for oh, practice. Pshaw. Yeah, just, you know, I think I'll have a thought today. And <laughs> so, Anyway, I was thinking uh, about how long you've been associated with Lighthouse Live and mm. with ABC, I mean, I think probably since the beginning, way right? Way out into the country, we did. Yeah. We went to a studio way out in the in the middle of a cow pasture did we ever for get several lost? years. I don't recall. If I can get lost coming here, of course I can get lost going somewhere else. <laughs> I always, always found it. We had some great times and yeah. uh, many times talking about uh, recovery ministries and, and principles, and we just so much appreciate uh, the fact that you've tracked with us for, for uh, the low these many years. Well, you guys and, are doing uh, some so. things right. Well, you're doing some God's right. grace, really. We had is, you is on board. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine has really been on today. I just want to let you know that. Very quick wit uh, today. And so it's lucky it was one of those days I started to think, you know, and so I was able to deal get with, out ahead a little with bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, possibly. Before I get myself into board trouble, let's check in with our friend Brad Dacus. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, 
Brad Dacus. Pacific Justice Institute encourages California voters to vote no on Proposition 19 in next month's election. You see, Proposition 19, if passed, would legalize recreational marijuana use in California. And we're joined in this recommendation by most church leaders, as well as a broad spectrum of political players. Liberal Senator Dianne Feinstein and Governor Schwarzenegger both concur that this is not a good move for California. Former U.S. Attorney General Edward Meese warns that legalizing marijuana would only worsen the state's drug problems and any anticipated tax windfall would be eliminated by the added billions in social costs to the taxpayers of California. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live as we take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way. Chances for you to uh, get out there and become involved with A Day of Hope. This is a charity food collection and distribution. It's going to take place Friday, November 5th, and Saturday the 6th with a charity bag drop event and then a pickup event on Sunday, November 7th. This is kind of in a phase kind of thing. Volunteers are needed to uh, the next day between 1 and 7 to pick up and deliver the filled food bags to Enclave Community Church in Turlock. And then the packout event will be held on Saturday, November 20th, where volunteers will fill boxes with Thanksgiving Day meal and additional food items. Then the volunteers will distribute these boxes to the needy on Sunday on the 21st. And flexible shifts are available on all days, and families are welcome to participate. This is so cool. A Day of Hope is a program of the Associated Students of CSU, Stanislaus, which gives hope and encouragement by delivering baskets of food and turkeys to families for Thanksgiving. So you have schools and churches working together. It's just a very cool thing. The Salvation Army Red Shield Center's open house will be held uh, Saturday, October 30th from 10 to 2. And the public is invited to a free, fun-filled day to celebrate, sample, tour, and Learn about the variety of youth and adult services offered at the Red Shield Center. It's a great place. Uh, All who attend will enjoy free refreshments, uh, interactive games, bingo, door prizes, uh, community agency information, booths, and volunteers ages 14 years and up are needed to join in the fun and kind of help out with carnival-type games. That should be a lot of fun. Kind of supervise the bounce houses going on there. It's a lot of fun as well. Serve refreshments to uh, all of the participants. Distribute food after the event. Kind of set up and clean up uh, between 9.30 and 3.30. The Salvation Army Red Shield Center is a Christian-based community center for people of all ages whose purpose is to provide positive character-building activities by offering educational, recreational, social, and spiritual programs. And then the uh, United Samaritans Foundation is asking you to give treats um, on Thursday, October 28th from 1 to 4 at the Turlock site. These special treat bags will be included in lunches for needy families to be uh, distributed from all sites on Friday, October 29th. Uh, volunteers are asked to sign up by Tuesday, October 26th. That's tomorrow. So you better hurry if you want to get in on this and participate in this fun activity. Monetary and individually uh, wrapped candy donations are needed and greatly appreciated, too. Donations should be dropped off at the Turlock site by tomorrow, the 26th, to be included in the bags. 
Volunteers are always needed to help out with meal preparation, distribute meals from the United Samaritans lunch trucks, and they do a great job uh, on this. The general cleanup at all Houston Modesto Turlock sites uh, or assist with the clothes closet that they have at the Turlock site there. The United Samaritans Foundation Daily Bread Ministries provide hot meals or bag lunches to the needy of Stanislaus County weekdays from its kitchens in Houston Modesto and in Turlock. That is an incredible ministry, far-reaching and just a great thing to support. It truly is. And if you have any questions on these uh, opportunities to serve, call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her, bborba at uastan.org. We have some new families to our area in need of household items, such as small kitchen table with chairs uh, to go with a microwave oven, cookware, and a floor lamp. Uh, We have a single mom with two children in need of a bed, sofa, dressers, kitchen table, linens, and pots and pans. Um, Pastor Mike spoke recently at a precious congregation here in town, and one of their elders contacted ABC with some of their needs. They have a a caretaker in need of a twin bed and some blankets, pillows, utensils, and a crock pot, things that we take for granted and may even toss aside or make donations to other organizations. And so if you have any of these items uh, in good, gently used condition, uh, call us at 209-544-9571, and we'll put them to good use and and make sure they get to their destinations. Absolutely. And uh, before we uh, move on, we just want to uh, give our heartiest congratulations to Calvary Community Church in Manteca celebrating its 50 year, 50 years of serving the Lord up in the Manteca area. And uh, like many congregations started out in a small nucleus and, and, uh, you know, like uh, many others have had ups and downs, but uh, just a dynamic group up there, a good friend of ours for many, many years, Pastor Dan Angove. Uh, at the helm at Calvary Community, and uh, we just uh, thank all of you up there. We have something like I think 225 volunteers yes. uh, from that uh, yes, from that do. one church to cover the uh, southern part of, of San Joaquin County and the Greater Manteca area. Anyway, congratulations to you. We uh, honor you in celebrating your 50th birth- birthday there. And uh, you know, I just can't talk tonight. You're doing you notice fine. that? I'm, You're doing yeah, fine. yes. The doctor's in, and he's going to take I'm, care see, of I can't, all of those. See, I can't lips. think, and <laughs> that's an idea. Can't think and talk at the same time well, today, which is, uh, which is probably. Anyway, heartiest congratulations yes. to our friends up in Manteca. Yeah. You know, you're talking about uh, the longevity and the relationship mm. that we've had with uh, Jim Hinman. We can, you know, get into titles here, doctor, psychologist, coach, author, and I think a friend, probably, mm, uh, most of all, one. Jim. And, and people do get caught up in titles and, and identity. And we talk about that a lot around here, who we are and who we are becoming. Yep. yep. Isn't that right, Jim? And the way we approach change, I think that's a, a big deal on our minds as well. When we're becoming, then we don't need to defend where we're starting. Mm. But if we are what we do, if we are how we're feeling, if our success is determined by a static point, then it's much easier to feel the need to defend and justify. And all that does is prevents healthy change. Grace allows us to really have the core of our identity be an unfolding process. 
And that's really how God wants us to approach ourselves, each other, and our approach toward him. You know, we live, we live in stressful times. Oh, man. Right now with the economy, a lot of joblessness and, and, you know, in, in relationships, especially marriage relationships, finances mm-hmm. create mm-hmm. tremendous, yeah. uh, stresses and, and, and strains and, and actually blows families apart. So in this, in the season that we're in that doesn't look like it's going to end very soon. I mean, the, the economy's the way right. it's what is for a 16.2% while. 16.2% unemployment. Unemployment. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I would imagine a lot of folks are struggling with this very issue, you know, mm-hmm. being defined by their circumstance, being defined by the criticism of others, being defined by the stress. And, uh, you know, in, in good times, it's often easy to say, well, that's not who I am. But man, when, when you're underneath it, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of hard when to see it's past most that. important because if we are our failures, where's the hope? Hmm. Now, the bad thing for a lot of people is we're also not our successes and you can't have it both ways. You can't be your successes and not your failures. And you really can't be your failures and not your successes. And I think that what God has really impressed on me is that our successes are things that we can enjoy, but it's not who we are. Mm -hmm. They're things we experience, as are our failures. Now, the only real failure, as far as I'm concerned, and I really believe God really shares this view, the only real failure is if we don't allow him to be a part of the learning that comes out of that valley mm. of the quote-unquote failure. When we fail to learn and grow in him as a result of a valley, I guess that could be seen as a failure. That's a key word in that, mm-hmm. isn't it, Jim, is the learning because yeah. we can learn from our failures and we can learn from our successes, although we aren't either one of those. And we're neither one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that brings to mind the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, both you and I have worked in, in that industry and in, in, uh, broadcasting and, and some other phases. There's an old adage, you know, that uh, in the entertainment biz that you're only as good as your last picture or you're yeah. only as good oh, as yeah. your last mm-hmm. uh, performance. Brutal. And you look at how many stars have had to self-medicate with, with drugs or sex or, you know, whatever it might be, uh, to compensate for that because maybe their last picture wasn't the best, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And if that's where your identity is in those successes, we're, we're destined for, for failure. But, but God, in, in His grace, has really given us a different, different thing to different hang on economy. to. Yeah. And ironic in terms of, like, actors and actresses, sports figures mm. as well, Often the successes are more traumatic than the than the uh, failures. Mm. It's like they start to feel they have to live up to their press clippings, and their press clippings are bigger than life, and they're not. Right. You know, they're just like you and me. They just happen to make a zillion dollars more than we do. And are recognized by you know millions more people than we may be recognized, but they are just people, and it's harder and harder to be a person the more quote famous you become. People expect you to be the image of your success, 
not the person that you really mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Suffering so, possibly from identity, Alzheimer's, correct? Particularly yeah. as Christians, yes, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we can even do that in, in, in the church environment. Absolutely. Can't we define ourselves? Uh, very, you know, the neat thing about this town, Jim, and, and you know this well, and, and Elaine, is that the, there's a pocket of pastors in this town we're very comfortable with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and we've given permission to each other to speak into our lives. And there's, there's trust that we can say anything and, and nobody's going to take it. that comes offense. with experience. Mm-hmm. It comes. You can't just have that be instant. No, you can't. No, trust no, you can't. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that crops up from time to time is this thing. Well, you know, I, and somebody asked me, well, where do you pastor Modesto? Well, how big is your congregation? And all of a sudden, we we get in defining our worth as ministers, as uh, whatever it may be in, in in the serving community by by numbers, ego measurement. Yeah, and 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 really, that's not God's economy. That's not His measuring stick, is it? Well, actually, now maybe God had it wrong, but in His uh, little book that He wrote. <laughs> He would send the um, um, what tends the sheep, the shepherd. Mm-hmm. The, see, I'm just sitting next to Mike, it's rubbing it rubs yeah, off. I'm practicing thinking today, but you know. That, that. But but We've the shepherd will lead the entire flock to go after a lost lamb. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't the size of the flock; it's the one that's missing that's needed to be rescued. That has the value. It's not by numbers. God is not a, a God of, of, of performance yeah. and uh, action, yes. In James mm-hmm. where it says, uh, faith without action withers. If you don't put it into action imperfectly, it's, it stagnates. But it's not based on performance. Like, you're better because you have 10 people that follow you and you know, uh, you know, Elaine, you're 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 not so good because you only have three that are mm-hmm. following you, mm-hmm. and I'm really cool because I have fifteen that are following me. Mm-hmm. That to God is meaningless. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is the quality of those fifteen? What's the quality of the three? Right. What's the quality of the ten? He wants us to have His nature reflected in the exchange of the people's lives that we touch. That's what matters, not our, the numbers. In our Western mindset, we are so numbers-oriented. We are goals and objectives-oriented. Uh, our whole culture is is built around that. And when we can't live up to that, we, we and this is an old term, and, you know, today's cars don't experience that. Maybe I'm dating myself here, but, you know, we vapor lock. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Al knows vapor locking, right? He got his attention right yeah. Ashley's going, what's he talking about vapor lock? <laughs> but we, we, we vapor lock. We, we kind of, we're dead in the water. We, we yeah. freeze. And, and, but God does have some antidotes to this, some, some ways to move us mm-hmm. out of that predicament. And the irony is that one of the most closely guarded, I share this over and over, but, but it, needs to keep being repeated, one of the most closely guarded secrets about grace is our ability to feel good about noticing when we're vapor locking. Mm-hmm. 
if you're vapor locking and you have the grace to feel good about noticing, it doesn't mean you like vapor locking. God would not ask that. He wouldn't ask that. But he would want us to feel good about noticing that we're vapor locking as the first step in letting him into the process mm. that can unlock the vaporing. <laughs> Is a good visual, Jim, like somebody choking on mm-hmm. something and feeling good about noticing you're choking and letting God give you the Heimlich. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, go ahead. No, it's that. true. When we try to hold on to what we're choking with, we choke more. No, it's true. It's really, it, it's a great image. You know? <laughs> And we're this. not, and we're not the piece of chicken that we're coughing up. I'm, I'm trying to. We thank all of you joining us during your dinner hour tonight here on Lighthouse Live as Sorry we about that. discuss the divine Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know that's very good. That that is very true. Or 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 take it another way, you know CPR. Okay. You know, divine CPR. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but but I think you know Jim, great point there. The the first step. To, to getting out of that rut or, or to becoming unfrozen or unvapor locking, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. is noticing that you're there and then choosing, and I like the way you put that, you said cho- choosing to invite God into the process. Mm-hmm. Unpack that a little mm-hmm. bit. I, what, how do we do that? Well, if we're feeling ashamed about where we're starting, the last person we're going to turn to is to bring God into it. Because we want to clean up our act before we go to him. Mm. Mm. That's not his plan. His plan is wherever we are, he wants to be a part of it, Mm. including when we're vapor locking, including when we're going north to Turlock from Modesto, (laughs) meaning the wrong direction, you know, even when we're resisting his will, even rebelling against his will, he still wants us to invite him into the process. You know, Jim, as, we're starting. As, as we go out, our volunteers go out, and, and you know, we're, we're serving people who are in dire straits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're serving people that are in predicaments. And, and so w- some of the most wonderful joy that we have is seeing people who are homeless now in, in now into a rental place, mm-hmm. you know, where they, they can get a new start and, and we're providing furniture. Uh, we're, we're in a situation uh, last week where a, a, a woman with a back problem, uh, probably in her late 50s, early 60s, her husband has very acutely progressive multiple sclerosis Mm. and just came home from the hospital. She has no way to get him out of the house. Can't get him down the steps, you know? And so here comes the the wheelchair ramp that that volunteers. So she has a way to get, get on vapor locked. She, Mm -hmm. she has a way to start moving out of, of, of the uh, situation we're in. It just strikes me that there are just thousands and thousands Mm. of people out there who may not have the physical constraints but they certainly have the self-imposed psychological restraints or, or the self-imposed criticism yes. that, that freezes us in, in, in place. And, and our last performance wasn't good. I'm embarrassed about coming to God about it. I'm going to try to do this on our own. Mm-hmm. This whole thing about, and, and believe me, I, I'm all for working hard in the work ethic. Don't oh, get I, me wrong. But I think sure. we've, we've 
distorted that with the American work ethic. Pull your own self up by your bootstraps. Don't Which ask anybody for help. Which is physiologically and 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 from a standpoint of physics itself, impossible. You get a hernia doing that, or and something. you still won't get any movement. No, you won't. Yeah. Other cultures maybe understand this better than we do. I don't know, Eastern cultures, they may understand the integration of, of life a little bit better. We, we compartmentalize so badly here. And well, the irony out of within, it. within the American dream is that we so worship independence mm. and freedom, and yet the more successful we are at our independent freedom, the more alienated, isolated, and therefore, internally um, vulnerable, we become. You know, we don't want to have others control us. And yet, without others in our lives, God made us as social beings. Yes. Without others in our lives, and you can't have people in your life if they have no meaning to you. Mm-hmm. If. If I don't care anything about you, you don't impact me at all, that's not a relationship. That's not a relationship. Only if you can hurt me, there's enough closeness, meaningfulness, that that the potential of pain is there. Do you really have the potential for the loving, the caring, the depth of commitment and involvement. And yet we're so afraid often of getting hurt that we approach relationships defensively Mm. and with a flashlight saying, okay, what are you going to do for me? And we're critical of the other person and not realizing we are putting onto them things that we would never accept in reverse. Mm -hmm. Demands and expectations we would never accept in reverse. God has no double standards. There are no double standards in God's economy. Period. And Elaine, we've talked a lot about that uh, wonderful visual that you have about using a lantern. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not not just when you're looking at other people, but using that lantern to look at yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, God doesn't, uh, and, and you use the, the, the flashlight. Mm-hmm. I, I even think of, you know, those little laser pointers. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Those little, have you ever sat in a classroom with a bunch of teenagers trying to do a, a study there? You know, the little red dot, you know, goes on and everybody starts laughing. And that's a funny thing. In fact, well, I won't tell that story because I'm, I, I do have to have some semblance of being pastoral here, but you know, I've been guilty of some of that. But anyway, it's that it's that concentrated, harsh light mm-hmm. that doesn't show the whole picture. It it it, it shows you know a, a tiny little portion of it, but we don't get the the whole picture and, and the softness of of allowing grace to to creep mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Jim, how do we how do we break? through to allowing grace to permeate our our situations. Well, again, I think one of the important things is to realize that we are an unfolding process. Mm. We will do nothing perfectly. And the moment you try to bring grace into your life perfectly, you've, you've pretty well shot yourself in the foot before you even start. It isn't about doing it perfectly. It's about savoring doing it as much as you're able to in a way that draws you closer 
to God. Mm. Without that, you try to become God. You try to do it for God. And then it's it's doomed. You know, after the break, Elaine, what I'd like to pursue, Jim, because I, I think we run up against this, uh, Elaine, a lot as, as we connect volunteers with opportunities to serve. I think there's some wisdom in volunteers being equipped to allow that grace mm-hmm. as uh, as they encounter people because oh, imper- the, the people we're his, serving. If they're going to be his representative to these people that they're, that they're, that they're trying to help, it needs to reflect his nature Amen. and style. Let's talk about that in a little bit. As he so freely pours that into us. Yes. Oh, fun stuff. Well, we have to humor the music director just a little bit tonight because she's found a new favorite. And we're bound to hear more uh, from the new Matthew West CD. It's uh, entitled, um, This Is Your Life. So anyway, tonight's song is entitled, The Healing Has Begun. And it is here on my house line. Yeah, 
that's Matthew West, and the healing has begun. And that's from the CD, The Story of Your Life. And I, I tell you, every single song is worth listening to. That's and, just awesome. And isn't that wonderful, Jim? And it, it just reminds me of what we say in the care groups. Um, start where, you, where you're starting, you know. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. begin where you, where you are. And, and uh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Two lines out of that song. I, that that I just thought were extraordinary. One was how long it, how long has it been since you first felt anything but shame? Mm-hmm. And secondly, don't be afraid to show your beautiful scars. You know, I started to tear up when mm-hmm. when he was saying singing that particular part because we tend to be so ashamed of our scars, and yet our our scars when we let God be a part of them, he transforms the scars into meaning and value. Mm -hmm. And that's what he wants. You know, it's like the healing has begun. The healing cannot begin until we can appreciate that we need healing. The healing... (laughs) Took the words right out of my mouth. The, the 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 healing can't really begin until we have an attitude that it's okay for us to start where we're starting. And our scars are part of where we're starting. Again, the scar is not who I am, but the scar is a symbol, a, a visual symbol of a particular piece of wounding that I've, I've experienced in my life. And doesn't God often, I'll say every time, but let's say often, use those scars to help the healing process for others? Mm. Well, exactly, for others. Not only for ourselves, but to me, the very fact that I've had some of the suffering that I've had in my life that if that in turn can touch someone else's life, mm. it gives some meaning to those scars. It gives some value to the pain that those scars are, are symbolizing. You know, we're so afraid of fear and we're so afraid of pain and we're afraid of pain. And therefore our fear of fear and our fear of pain come together to create such an immobilization that we stay stuck. That's the, stuck, yes. the freezing. Exactly. That's what creates the wounds in the first place, you know, is it, the freezing. It's like the, the old saying, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And, that and there's is truth to that. So true. And, and, and Jim knows this about me, and I'll just be very transparent here. Staying stuck and freezing in a a position for so long and not making a decision Mm -hmm. because of fear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can just demobilize a person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for so Mm -hmm. long. Mm -hmm. And those freezing moments can go on for 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. A woman I saw that was in her 90s had stuff that was over 80-some years old that she wanted to finally get some relief from. 
It's the oldest person I've ever seen. Mm. I was so excited. Half the session was getting from her caregiver's car <laughs> to the end of the – they get situated. Sure. And, of course, if you try to rush her being situated, it takes longer. So I realized that's part of the process. And then walking back to the caregiver's – so we maybe had 20 minutes in a session of actual time to work. But she wanted to thaw and begin healing some things that had been frozen. Speak about the thawing process, Jim. Well, you know, when we think of of something becoming healthier or healing, we don't think about the fact that... Take, take for example, you have your hand, your, your, your bare hand in the snow until it feels frozen. Now, it's literally not frozen, but it feels frozen, and you can, you, it's numb, and you can you can hit it up against something, and and, and you, it, it's numb. But as bad as that feels, it actually hurts more as it starts to thaw. Mm, yeah. And what happens if you want to hurry the thawing process, which is something we often do, we want to get the pain passed as soon as possible. So we rush the thawing by putting our hand in some hot water. Guess what happens when you take a, a hand that's been sort of frozen and you put it in hot water? It makes the pain ten times worse. Intensifies. You know, yes. but the pain is greater in the early stages of thawing, and that's what often keeps us refreezing the 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 scars, the scenes that God wants us to be free of. He wants us to be free of those. But we can't be free of them if we're frozen in them in a timeless Tupperware. So sometimes we convince ourselves it's more comfortable, easier to stay stuck right. and move. Right. And that makes it easier the next time and easier the next time. And after a while, there's so little room in us for us, so little room in us for God. So little room in us for other relationships because so much of us has been scooped out and put in Tupperware in in these frozen scenes of scar experiences. Let's go back to the thought about uh, you know, we're all about getting volunteers out in mm-hmm. the community mm-hmm. to to meet the physical needs mm-hmm. of others, so that through that you know God can can meet some of these needs we're we're talking about. For the volunteer, and and one of, one of the great one of the great things about being in this area, Jim, is that God introduced you to me. You know, I mean, uh, it's, you and a, and a couple other guys in town have you know helped pry my head open, and I learned a lot. Am learning uh, a, a lot, and I think one of the one of the great things that I learned from uh, from you and and a precious few others. Uh, in town, people that, that really had some great wisdom here it was one one of the values of of a pastor is to listen. Mm-hmm. Our job is not to fix people mm-hmm. it is not to, the expectation is there, mm-hmm. and so it is with our volunteers as they go out. There is absolutely zero expectation to fix anybody out there it 's imperative to have that that distinction yeah. that, that clarity because the moment you try to fix someone. You have put them in a one-down position. Mm-hmm. God doesn't put people in a one-down position. Right. He He lifts you up mm-hmm. in your healing, not putting you down in your need for healing. So let's talk about the contact 
Mm-hmm. Best way to approach people, I think, simply to listen to their story, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's got a story. Elaine, we talk about this many times. I do a lot of funerals, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes up to 100 a year. Mm-hmm. And it, it shocks me how many families have nothing to say about mom or dad or grandpa or grandma. You know what? Tell me about her character traits. Well, she played bingo and liked to watch soap operas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from her? You know, nothing. That's oh, so sad. It, it is, is sad. sad. <clears throat> you know, but, but I, I think a lot of that has is not because the people didn't have a story. It's because mm-hmm. nobody was paying attention. Mm-hmm. Nobody was listening. Nobody was asking. Well, you know, you know, I I, I love nuggets. It's mm-hmm. little bite-sized chunks yes. of wisdom mm-hmm. about the process of healthy change. That's that's my passion. And yet, our society doesn't tend to recognize nuggets. In the same way that it doesn't tend to recognize nuggets, I think it doesn't tend to think about the ways people touch our lives. Mm. You know, that that grandma was, you know, had this saying that 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 has come back to me over and over again, or um, something about her courage and how she dealt with certain adversity was such an inspiration for me that that I kind of took that. In, inside of me, and, and she was a part of my successes. This is stuff that is, this is the stuff God values. He doesn't care if you make a million dollars, but he cares that you touch lives. And the volunteers are not there to be God. Amen. They're there to be God's ambassadors yes. and to value and, 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 and respect and bring his nature into that volunteer situation why are we so intent on fixing other people i think a lot of it is because again it as with everything it keeps going back to the knowledge of good and evil Mm. Mm. from the fall that you know this person needs to be fixed well actually they need to be respected Mm -hmm. they need to be valued They need to be cared about. When those things are happening, it naturally tends to make it easier for God to move through them mm-hmm. and with them. Isn't, if, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, mm-hmm. isn't it easy for us to spot the need for change in others, mm-hmm. whether it mm-hmm. be our family members, friends, coworkers, mm-hmm. and we see that they need to change? Mm-hmm. We can see the need for change, mm-hmm. and yet sometimes in our own lives, <laughs> things that yeah. the you know, log in that, our own eyes, the healthy that, change uh, that mm-hmm. needs to take place in our mm-hmm. own lives mm-hmm. might be a different story. Again, that's the flashlight, which to me mm-hmm. is a symbol of the knowledge of good and evil. Is the flashlight, and it's the thing of, you know, you're 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 not right, and and I see that because the knowledge of good and evil tells me you're not right, but. God never intended us to have that knowledge without his loving grace Mm -hmm. to mediate it. And when you don't have the grace Mm -hmm. to mediate the knowledge, all you have is harm and damage. That's all you have. I think we can do a lot of damage, Jim, by very arrogantly, I'll use that word, Mm -hmm. arrogantly using Scripture. Mm-hmm. To as as a knife, oh, rather than man. a salve, rather a than dull a, scalpel. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great, yeah. great Because word at least a sharp scalpel will cut. Mm. A dull scalpel will tear. And therefore the healing is much more more difficult when there's a tear than a, than a clean slice. I think uh, maybe, and in, in Elaine, in, in the serving church, we've been studying James, and he talks about, mm-hmm. you know, those of us who are teaching out of the Word are going to be judged a little, uh, a little more carefully because we can do a lot of damage mm-hmm. by, you know, without inviting God into the process and, and really allowing His grace to flow through the process of, of 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 change. I think I think one of the other things that we, that we can do oftentimes that, that that carries a lot of damage is we may have gone through some yucky stuff in our lives, mm-hmm. and we see a symptom in someone else, and we automatically assume that that symptom, the root problem, is the same one that we have. Mm-hmm. When many times it's not, but we automatically yeah. mm-hmm. say, "Oh, well, you need to do this." Yeah. And you know, if you think about it. When we were in that situation in the first place, if somebody had come to us and said, you should do this, this, and this, it would have bounced off us. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward, we now have that in our past. We see somebody that is, you know, struggling with something similar. And so we do the very thing that we would not have accepted ourselves. Mm. People will defend against the flashlight. And when, yes. when a person is saying, well, here's what you, you know, scripture, blah, 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 says, suddenly you are using God not as he is, but you're using him as a symbol of the flashlight of you're not doing it right, do it this way. Now, it may be true that there's healthier ways to do something. Sure. There is. But how you communicate that can either help a person move in that healthy direction or actually intensify their resistance and their rebellion. You know, I think folks who are deeply hurting Elaine intuitively know when you're there to fix them or you're there to love them. You know, that is so true. And Jimmy, you oftentimes speak of the Apostle Paul and his words Mm -hmm. uh, in the New Testament and Eugene Peterson has a wonderful, wonderful translation. It's in Galatians. Mike, would you mind to share this this particular passage with us? Galatians 5, beginning in verse 19. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community, I could go on. This isn't the first time I have warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, 
and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way of life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. Mm -hmm. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good, crucified. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better and another worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. Each is an original. It cannot be compared to anyone else. The comparison trap, whether it be within comparing churches, uh, successes of pastoring, how good a volunteer you are. I mean, it doesn't matter what the comparison is. It's the comparison itself that's inherently mm-hmm. flawed. Don't you love that? It's I mean, inherently it's, flawed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it a lot less stressful when we're not comparing ourselves to others? When well, we're not actually, in the irony mode? is, and, and, and so often people, particularly non-Christians, tend to assume, well, gosh, I could never be a Christian because... I mean, there's so much that you have to do, and there's all these things you got to, all these rules you got to follow, and and they totally missed the mark. I, I when I was emailing you about coming in yes, tonight, yes. Um, you know the 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 whole thing about willing to be a fool for God, in part is realizing that his perspective, his re- style, his response to something is so different than the ego of our old nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, you're upset with me. And my first reaction with my lantern is to be glad that at least if you're upset with me, that you're letting me know. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's a start. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I really do want to hear, like you said, the listing, I really want to hear what your upset is. If I start right out defending, all I do is inflame your upset and I prove to you that I'm not uh, someone that is caring about you because I'm busy defending against your upset. You have a wonderful take on that. And and when you're in the midst of a firefight like mm-hmm. that, is to be curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curious and confused mm-hmm. are two very powerful. And in and, and troubled marriages, you know, to to be able to say, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware that when you did this, it was it was really very painful for me. Now I don't know if you realize that or not. Were you? And if they go, well, yeah, you deserved it. Okay, well, at least, <laughs> at least it's out in the open. And, and can you help me understand what it is that's causing you to 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 feel that that's how you want to treat me? Mm. You know, I don't understand. I, I don't believe I treat you that way. If I do, I want to know it. 
In other words, we're here to learn. We're here to grow. That's the powerful vulnerability. It's more important to learn and grow than be right. That's what mm. God wants us to have. Mm-hmm. That's what creates healthy power in our relationships, not defending. Boy, you know, you just hit on something, and, and this is another show. We've we got three minutes left. How can that this possibly is just be? unreal. But, you know, the, this whole thing of, of feeling that we have to prove that we're right and we have to defend, I think so many relationships blow up because we have to prove we have to win, mm-hmm. you know, rather than looking at what the issue is and being really, as you say, curious about, you know, why, why do you feel this? You know, why did you? It's a know genuine this? question, not not as an accusation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do? What do we got? A minute left. How, I think we. Yeah, that's about. You know, we, we, we start the program with you, Jim. It goes, whoop, gone. That's why and he's our resident doctor. Yes, That's why we have him back, and we will. Well, I think the, the, the bottom line is we tend to be so afraid that we're going to be misunderstood mm. that we are so busy trying to make our point that we end up being misunderstood. Yeah. You know, to me, letting him live through me makes life so much easier. His his walk is not a heavy load. We talk about the yoke. Yes. He yeah. carries the, the 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 bulk. We carry what we can carry in a healthy way. He carries the rest of it. And that's how I, that's his plan. It's a shared. It's a shared, shared load. It's a shared it? adventure. And, I, and we misinterpret misinterpret that, uh, that that you know Take my yoke upon while I'm taking Christ's yoke and putting it. No, no, no. It's it, it's a double yoke. We need Christ to get this website us. out here, guys. Let's get the website Care out Care for you, as in C-A-I-R. That's Changing Attitudes in Recovery for F-O-R-Y-O-U dot com. Go there. Explore that website. There are some free audio tapes you want to download and visit. Free videos. Off. Free videos, written, yep. audios, all kinds of great things. Wonderful website. And Jim, Dr. John, Jim Hinman, we just uh, encourage you in, in your uh, walk with God and in your ministry. We love you, and you must come back. Likewise. Thank you, dear friends, for listening wherever you are. And until next time, God bless you.